What's that? That epic music will actually be like a wet fart now. We deliberately yeah. pick something horrible. <laughs> and I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. I like to give him a challenge. <clears throat> Alright, I'm just gonna. Oh, I can't caffeinate anymore, I'll be up all night. Uh, I've got my, my bottle of coke sitting in the fridge and I've made it. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 110 of the Player 2 Pixelcast. My name is Matt Houston and I am here hosting this evening out of order because Tim's off gallivanting around Canada or somewhere like that so he's just roped me in and as a result I've roped all my other editors in. Joining me tonight are two of the finest gaming editors in the business. Uh, We have on my left, not that you can see, I have Stephen... How are you, Stephen? I'm good. I'm just wondering, where's the other finest editor? Because Paul's here. Who's the second? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I give you a compliment. You shoot yourself down. I'm just, uh, you know, self-effacing. <laughs> it's my shtick. <laughs> All right. And on my right is the ever-present and always content-hungry Paul James. How are you? I mean, you, you say, you know, ever-present. Ever it's been a while since I've graced this show, so... Um, yeah, but you've got nine other podcasts going, so I think we can forgive that. That's three. <laughs> three? Yeah, three. Three? Four? Six? I don't know. A lot. Three and how many videos I pump out on the YouTube channel each week. Yeah, exactly. So, we're all here tonight uh, to talk about the upcoming festival of games that is this time of year. You know, we don't have E3 anymore, but we still do have a shitload of shows to get through in its place. We've got Xbox, we've got Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, we've got Ubisoft, and then there's a whole bunch of little ones like the PC Game Show. And we're going to throw some mud against the wall and hope it sticks in our predictions for what these shows are going to bring. But first... We like to talk about games because, you know, we are a gaming podcast and what we've been playing. Kicking off, Stephen, you have been playing some sort of Forza Lego hybrid. How's it going for you? Yeah, uh, it's pretty interesting. 2K Lego Drive, I believe, is the the official title. It's got a 2K in there. Lego Lego. You think It could have just been Lego Drive, but, you know, we couldn't have that. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it is, it's like a weird sort of Lego take on Forza Horizon, or at least that format, you know, maybe Burnout Paradise adjacent as well. Yep. If you want to go back to a Stone Cold classic. Uh, but yeah, so you cruise around and you're a little Lego person and you're doing missions or there's, you know, your standard sort of kart racer modes. Uh, cause it's a little bit. It's the weird thing. It, it kind of gives you some kart racing vibes, but then it also snatches them away with some of the other sections. So, it's a really odd game, but I've been finding the more I'm delving into it. Uh, the, the driving is, I think, a little bit harder to control than perhaps what I would presume the target market would be used to, because it really feels like it's, you know, that sort of younger teens or even earlier age group that it's... Uh, I guess, trying to attract in terms of the the Lego games, because that's usually where the Lego games sit nicely. Older people can enjoy them as well, but they're good family games. And I think this is probably a smidge too difficult for a lot of them. In terms of controls, in terms of what some of the missions ask you to do, it can be very, very finicky. Uh, The building stuff is, as you can imagine, 
a bit tricky to do on a controller. I think it'd be a little bit better on a PC uh, with a mouse and keyboard setup as opposed to trying to rotate these little bricks in three-dimensional space on a controller and stick them all together. I mean, it's... The biggest thing that gets me is the the huge amount of microtransactions in there and some of the pricing models that they've got in there. It really is more cost-effective to go and just buy some actual Lego because that's kind of what you're looking at in terms of the price structure. A single car will set you back $9 AU. And, of course, they've got the, the dual currency layer to obfuscate it a little bit. You've got your gold coins you pay for and then your brick bucks you cash in your gold coins for. And before you know it, you've spent 20 bucks buying two Lego cars and... What are you doing with your life? (laughs) So, that's in there. So, that feels really at odds with a lot of the game as well. You can unlock elements, but of course, there's a lot of stuff that seems to be exclusively available for purchase. Uh, And that stuff's always enticing. And, you know, trying to hit you with the FOMO there. These things will only be available for the next three, four days. And that sort of stuff, whether that's going to rotate out and rotate back in, who knows? Uh, but it's yeah, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also kind of not quite sure who it's for. Right, right. But did, is there a, a decent core experience underneath? Yeah, the shite? Oh, look, tra- traveling around through the world is lots and lots of fun. Uh, there's a huge variety of different activities you engage in and types of races, some of which are more enjoyable than others. There's a few sort of gimmicky mini game ones, and I think that's where it really falls down the most because they try to do some interesting things with the control scheme and other stuff, and it just sort of falls flat. I think if they were focusing more on just the racing aspect, it'd be really good, but that's probably just present in the story mode. If you're just into the racing or even just exploring the open world, there's quite a lot there to do. And some of it you can literally just drive into, especially a lot of the checkpointed, like reach the checkpoint in this amount of time. You can just drive through the first gate and it just kicks off. And it is really fun, you know, jumping around the world, using your boosts and just watching your vehicle switch from on-road to off-road to a boat and back and forth, depending on the terrain you're on. Excellent. Excellent. Is there anything I else? I guess, I guess I'm interested. Oh, it's, it, you know, it, there's, there's light fun to be had with it, I suppose. But yeah, if there's layers and layers of all that monetization stuff on top, that starts to diminish my interest significantly. Well, the interesting thing is that sort of stuff only crops up once you start to dig into the menu. So if you're looking to do more than just race around the world and you do want to get into your car customization and those sorts of elements, that's where that crops up a little bit more. Uh, I think the story mode is slightly insulated from that. But again... Some of the the story mode is where it forces you into some of these sort of not super fun mini game esque activities, which gatekeep some of the other elements. So it's like you need to do X to do Y, but X really sucks, and Y is just another fun race. And the rubber banding is pretty heinous on it, to be honest. Like there are a couple of races where I, it's total bullshit that I won. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm fifth <laughs> on the last corner, and then I'm suddenly first. Like yeah. it's uh, it's just tune to Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. That's some old NBA jam rubber banding, that is. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, no, stop making I... excuses for the fact that you suck. No, no, I'm not that no, that's not it. That's arcade <laughs> that's an arcade excuse, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um seems like the game uh, I I mean I was interested in I I'm kinda like I liked the idea of it on paper, but you know, it might be a game pass game, I think. Yeah, I would give it a shot at least. I, I really think it's very cheeky to have all of those microtransactions as well as a full price game. Mm. I think I could 
I would be more sympathetic to it if 2K had been like, hey, we're just going to sell you the base game for like 40 bucks, and if you want to pay us a bunch of money for digital Lego, that's Go up nuts. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So, 2K Drive. Watch out for Steven's review coming to Player 2 soon. Paul. Lift the mood, Matt. Lift the mood, Matt. Throw it over to me last. Oh, all right. I was was thinking we get all the bad out of the way and then we can sing the praises of something. Yeah, no, we're just going to go straight. Just dig into the shit deeper here. All right, all right, all right. Because honestly, the bowels. I'm just happy that someone else has been playing the turd game and not me. And I mean, that—that's you mean poor. you fob most of those off to Sean? No, no, that's the animator. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, have you found your precious? Uh, not in Golem, that's for sure. <laughs> um, it's oh, yeah. We started with Turd, and it's it's absolutely that. Um, there's there's pro- realistically there's not a lot now that I can say that I haven't already said in the review, and that everyone else hasn't already said or you know if you're a consumer on the other side discovered over the course of the last couple of weeks since the since the game has come out um it's an atrocious mess i made sure to well i've had a player two plays i put together i'd encourage people to go check it out the game crashes four times in a 13 14 minute long video um all because as i discovered after the fact of a mode that has since been patched out that was about golem's hair physics it was golem's hair physics that broke Lord of the Rings Golem. I mean, it was it's broken in a host of different ways, but caused the crashing, I should say. Um, which I just was dumbfounded by. And and all credit to our friend of the show, Zach Jackson from Well Played, who actually pointed that out to me, that that was, that it's always was potentially hair the source of my problems. Has, hair physics has screwed up more games than any other feature, I think. It was Batman Arkham Knight on the PC. It was Tomb Raider for a while. Got screwed up from hair physics, you know. Yeah, Forget stress effects or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. wonder we had all these bald protagonists for all yeah, these years. Absolutely. It's way easier for developers. <laughs> <laughs> Hats became very popular. Yeah. And beanies. So, what is the game, Golem? What is the game? No, no, no. I get that. Um, but yeah, what do you fucking do? <laughs> like, really pathetic, half hearted stealth. Um, there, you know, there's some little. Cu- uh, you know, oh. Do we call cover? I guess there's some bushes that he tries to run through and stay hidden in from time to time. Um, as you try and skulk around past, you know, orcs that might happen to be in the area, or potentially try and take them down through the longest stealth takedown sequences I've ever encountered. Uh, you grab a hold. Look, I, I get it. He's a little frail thing, and so it might take longer than the average than the average attempt. But uh, he's choking that prick out for twenty seconds. <laughs> And oh, they got to load the world back up, don't they? That's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Texture. Um, um, I did have a question, Paul. Um, yeah. When did they? When did they start? De- I and I don't blame you if you don't know this, because why would you want to? When did they start dev on this game? Because everything I've seen of it looks like it should have come out two generations ago, like uh, a three sixty yeah. game. It At certainly best. looks the part when it comes to the when it comes to yeah, your comment there about the the old yeah, look and feel of it. Uh, I'm trying to double check as we go. Um, it's a this while. Was just, it feels like it's been in dev for a while. This was the first game that was announced for next years? gen. <laughs> Let's just be crystal clear. This was the first game that was announced for next gen. As in or, like you know, PlayStation 5, 5 Xbox or? Series X. Yeah. It was the first yeah. game that was announced for it. Um, I'm just trying to double check when, like, you know, whether it was actually announced beforehand and then it was the next gen version that was actually revealed. 
Uh, I can't find that information at the moment, but oh no, here we go. It was announced in March 2019. But actually, no, that was when that was when it was kind of confirmed. It was you know the first kind of tease of next gen was at that point. Did but they anyway. dust it off out of a vault from 2009? <laughs> I don't know. The the more mortifying aspect is the fact that the same team is working on another Lord of the Rings game. Yeah. Well, are they though? Let's see how that. I don't know. Goes. They've announced since the release of Gollum that they are working on another Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, because they had to start so, it straight away, otherwise they're going to lose that license quick. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> this and this really this really kind of has the vibes of all of those like really shitty like sing not even single a tier uh game of thrones games that were getting spat out for a while <laughs> by like weird european developers yeah that were like rts's and other stuff like that yeah yeah there's there's not a lot that is redeeming about this game it tries to bring in some uh narrative choice from time to time uh but it, it's really pathetic not like it's almost you know projecting as if you're golem versus if you're smeagol and really you end up at the same outcome anyway it's just that you might be a little bit more timid a bit more of an arsehole Remember that one scene from the movie? What if we stretch that out for an entire game? That's it. That's it. <laughs> With some really pathetic gameplay in the middle. Um, and, like, it's the stealth outside of the, you know, trying to skulk through the grass and that sort of thing. The co- Like, it's got the old vision cones and that doesn't work very well. It's just There's just nothing to like about this game. Um and I, it's it's with the, I guess it's a fantastic opportunity since I'm on the show to to discuss uh, some of our end of year plans for Player Two. <laughs> I won't be on uh, Sadistic Santa this year because I've already had to cop my piece of shit this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what you think. You know, <laughs> Christmas came, Christmas came early to you, buddy. But yeah, exactly, it was Christmas that team, in May. That team has got more games coming out, and I think you've already put your name down for their next Lord of the Rings entry. Yep. <laughs> this is like when Mac got me, forced me to start playing Resident Evil, but at least grew to like Resident Evil as a result. Yeah, I'll see if I can force you to like whatever shit they pump out next. Lord of the Rings, Gimli, and it's just you've got to reach shit off the, the top exact shelf. Same game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like un- it's like unpacking, but but horrific. Um, yeah, there's there's really I, I don't know. Like I, even now, despite the fact that I've put together a review and I've had a couple of weeks now to have this thing fester in my mind, I, I still am a bit speechless by the whole thing. How bad it is. It, by yeah, it's just how bad. Like this is one of the biggest licenses in the world. Yeah. Um, and look, it's it's seen its fair share of ups and downs and people will talk about the Amazon TV series and people are kind of, there's people on either sides of the fence there. Uh, there's been some dodgy games in the years p- uh, prior as well, but there's also been some fantastic ones. Your Shadow, uh, Shadow of Mordor was the first one. War was a little bit more bloated, but Shadow of War, fantastic. Or no, did I get that the wrong way? Shadow of War, Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Oh, Mordor, Mordor was the first one. War was That's the, the second one. one. Yeah. War was still um, good. It was just way too big. Yeah. 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 Um, and even uh, Lord of the Rings War of the North, that was like a PS3 game. It was like 2010. That, like, was I, that the I JRPG that style one? Uh, no, still pretty action, pretty action centric. We had like a, a party of even three. Even some of the and, PS2 yeah. ones were okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of the film adaptations were amazing. Yeah. And the RTS and the Lego games, they were all fine. The RTS yeah. was fantastic. I really liked that RTS that the, they did. But yeah. But now it just seems to be getting dragged through the mud between Gollum. Yeah, again, some people, I mean, I 
I don't know about the two of you. I don't even know if you've seen the Amazon series, but I was a little bit underwhelmed by that. I'm not going to say it was bad. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't really what I wanted out of a Lord of the Rings series. Um, And, you know, we've got now Daedalic doing more and... Mm. Going well. I don't know. Going well. I don't know. But yeah, it is funny though. I did find it funny and kind of interesting too because I don't know if the Xbox version is still out yet. Is it out yet? Do we know? Of Gollum. Yeah, because it got delayed because it didn't pass. I didn't pass circuit. And it's just like AFL, which is why AFL didn't get released. No, AFL is actually a totally different scenario that uh, due to things I've been told, I can't actually mention the rationale on the the show. I'd I'd, I'd read a report it was a certification because of bugs. Didn't pass cert. It's it's not certain yet. Uh, right, but yeah. Well, anyway, it hasn't passed. Well, last I heard, it hadn't passed cert for Xbox. That may have happened since, but yeah, and it still hadn't been released. So, but, uh, the less we talk about AFL, the better, as well. Yeah, <laughs> you've had a good run, haven't you? I <laughs> know oh, yeah. you didn't get it. <laughs> no, I did. no. We don't, yeah, we don't even need to. Yeah, we don't yeah. even need to talk about. It. Got invited to a flashy event, and then they knew they had a turd and decided not to send it to me afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wise, maybe wise. in retrospect. Wise, especially someone that's so AFL-centric as yourself. 100%. Anyway, we might move on to something a little bit better. It still has its quirks, but it's it's generally considered a good game, and that's Street Fighter VI. Uh, and it is. It is a good game. It's Street Fighter. Uh, you know, so the, the core of Street Fighter has been well, uh, you know, oiled over the years. It, it's uh, still very, very good. They've added some new elements for those that really dive into the... Um, the, the mechanics of it and, and get into the competitive level, which Adam's doing our review for because he does that. Um, whereas, you know, uh, for, for me as a, like a more casual Street Fighter player, I play all of them. Uh, I enjoy them, but I generally play, you know, with my kids or friends when they come over, we play some Street Fighter and never get really serious about it. But it, it seems they've they've made a few attempts this year to welcome new people which is the first time street fighter has really ever done that there's a new uh modern control scheme which is uh contextual to the situation you're in so essentially you've got instead of having the traditional two light two medium two heavy attacks and then you use command inputs to do super moves and special moves uh this has got uh three attacks that cover both punch and kick and then a special move and it's contextual on where you are in the situation. So it's essentially yeah. a button mashes mo- uh, mode. So people that have never played Street Fighter can pick this up, do some flashy shit, look all right. It'll never, you'll never beat a Street Fighter pro with it, but you'll have a fun time, right? Um, so, and it really, really encourages people that have never played Street Fighter to try that out. Um, which is nice. It's nice to see uh, a game that has such a long and deep history and it expects a lot of people, well, has up until now, expected a lot of people to get into the game. Um, yeah. So uh, for them to add this sort of kind of welcoming aspect and as people get more confident with that, then they can switch to the classic mode and then start learning the moves and, and you know, going a bit deeper should they so choose. But, you know, if you went around to your mates, never played before, you could just pick up, select the modern control scheme uh, and go nuts, which is cool. Um, they've also added a bunch of single-player stuff, which is a bit hit and miss, I've got to say, but it's nice they tried. Uh, they're not, you know, it's not going to scare uh, Mortal Kombat away as far as single-player stuff in fighters go. Mortal Kombat have just, they've just got that down. Like, that that's their 
their wheelhouse really the, you know the big cinematic story and things like that there's yep. nothing like that in the game there's this world tour mode which which feels like an Audi version of Yakuza a lot of times um, so you, you've got an open city uh, that you run or you create your own character you start off training under one of the street fighters called Luke um, so you can essentially copy his moves um, and you run around the city and random people jump out at you with boxes on their heads and fight you and uh, <laughs> and so Sorry, this is, I know this is an audio only thing but yeah the- <laughs> the news look that just swung onto look. my face there. It, it is it's an odd thing it, it is an odd thing and it's gotten better since launch I was playing it before launch and it was really quite janky like it, it felt like every fight was at 25 frames a second sort of thing so Ooh. when you compared that with how smooth the actual uh, normal fights are if you picked Ryu and Ken say which are buttery like really good and this kind of world tour mode was just jank it felt like really bad it's improved since launch and the performance modes come in and which which improves it again uh but so you kind of run around with this character you've created you find there's missions you know you've got to find what this mystery is happening in metro city and for those that are really old like me you know metro city's the the location from final fight um so there's a lot of old kind of throwbacks to final fight there's you know, they talk about Mick Hagger and, and some of the old baddies you fought in Final Fighter there. The Mad Gear gang uh, are, are involved and all those things. So there's kind of some cool little nostalgia tidbits there, but nothing I'd call <clears throat> essential story. Uh, there's, um, you know, so like I said, random encounters. You can literally fight just about anyone in this world if you want to. Um, you can just walk up to someone and go, hey, let's get it on. And you do. Um, and, you know, you get little bonuses and things for doing that. And it goes into a one-on-one Wrong kind of wrestling there, Matt, with that reference too, by the way. <laughs> and they jump into the one-on-one, but, you know, you can get ambushed by uh, gangs and you can sometimes be fighting like four people at once, um, which yeah. kind of gets... It's fun. It's not exactly a precise way to play Street Fighter, but it's fun. You you meet the other Street Fighter characters. So, you know, you start with Luke, then you go to Chun-Li and Blanca and all those others, and you learn their moves. And this is where it, it gets really cool. Uh, you can actually mix and match your moveset once you've met them. So, for example, you can have Ryu's fireball with Chun-Li's spinning bird kick with Blanka's barrel roll if you wanted to. And you can kind of mix all these. Once you've met these uh, Street Fighter characters, you can mix all their moves into your character, which is very cool. Um, you know, so you can kind of create your own fighting style. You have a base fighting style which you choose from, which is based on one of the, the, the masters, one of the Street Fighters. So, for example, you you pick Chun-Li's base moveset and all of your light and heavy attacks will be just like Chun-Li's. But then you can mix the specials and the supers up between anyone else that you've met, which is another another cool thing. There's uh, loot and, 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 you know, bonus gear and you can go and buy clothes and, and you know, upgrade your stats that way. And there's there's level ups that boost your vitality or give you access to more special moves. And, you know, it kind of... It's it's fun in its own way, and like I said, it feels in a lot of ways like a, a light Yakuza experience in the way it runs around and you have random encounters and things like that. It's just, I don't think it's been polished up enough. I don't think it's been fleshed out enough to be a must-play experience. It's like a, a good idea that's not quite carried through to, to where it could have been. Uh, like I said, it's nice that they tried, and it's definitely better than the abysmal effort at single player they did in Street Fighter V. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I think people will probably power through it 
reasonably quickly and then forget about it, never to look at it again. Um, it, it certainly have, won't be mem- memory in, in anyone's memory. Sorry. Have there been any sort of, of those very high profile Japanese fighting games that have had a decent single player component ever? Soul Calibur would be the only one I can think of. Um, Soul Calibur does, but it does its own kind of RPG sort of experience with, with the yeah. single, single stuff, which is different again. But that, like, I, think- I know a lot of them have had it. Like back in the day, we had like Tekken Force mode. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the Square Enix one, Urguys, back on the PS1, oh, had yeah. like this weird Diablo-esque single player mode that you could get right into and yep. those sorts of things. But yeah, like I don't, none of them have ever come close to any of the stuff that's going on with the, you know, Neither the modern Mortal Kombat yeah. stuff. No, nothing has. But I, I think Soul Calibur is probably the closest. Um, you know, that's like a, like a difference between the aims of it like obviously we get people like adam who are never going to touch the single player street fighter component in a million years no whereas maybe the western focused market is more drawn towards some of that single player stuff yeah i think so but i think i think mortal kombat balances both sides really well they've obviously got a thriving esports scene um really Mm. strong net code and all those sort of things so the competitive players have got something they've also managed to go hey there is really a lot of game here if you don't ever want to play with anyone ever um which is which is cool and i I, that's why i hold it so highly in in my eyes for one-on-one fighters it may not quite be as technically good a street fighter when it comes to the one-on-one competitive stuff but Mm. it's not far off it and the rest of it plenty plenty to do on top yeah that's it and, and I think Street Fighter Six isn't quite there for me. I, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a million people that tell me I'm wrong, uh, but I can wait that. I've got broad shoulders. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like I like Street Fighter still. And, and there's this new battle hub too, which is a very cool way. It's kind of like this virtual arcade where your avatar walks through the arcade and you could sit down and watch people like you would at a Japanese arcade play each other and things like that. And, and there's like a little uh, emulator arcade machine in the corner where the game changes changes every day so one day you can play final fight the next day you can play like street fighter 2 the original one or you know and it changed up with all these old capcom um titles just daily it's a a different game which is very cool um they've done a lot around that kind of emulating the old school arcade feel uh in in you can watch tournaments from in there so if, if for example bam I think BAM's going to be broadcast, which is uh, Battle Arena Melbourne, and it's a street fight, official Street Fighter tour event. Um, it's going to be broadcast within the game, which is cool. You know, like you can sit in the Street Fighter arcade in Street Fighter and Six and, win. and watch the actual tournament as it goes on, which is which is yeah, cool. That's, like, yeah, I, cool. That's that's really good stuff that they've done, and and the the RE engine continues to show how really versatile it is because they've. You know, it's gone from Resident Evil to Monster Hunter and and uh, Exo Primal, which is coming out, which is a you know really fast paced shooter, and now this one on one fighter. It's it's obviously a really versatile engine, um, and they haven't had the problems that you know say EA EA had Don't, with Frostbite, yeah. you know, which is which is very cool. Like I said, it's it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. Anyone that's ever liked Street Fighter is going to like. Street Fighter Six. There's no doubt, and I think it's a better game than Street Fighter Five. It's just a little bit disappointed that they didn't quite take that idea of the world tour mode to its, you know, ultimate point. But it is a good sign that should, you know, Street Fighter Seven or 
Super Street Fighter 6 Ultra Max Edition comes out, they may, you know, add something to that or fix it all up or, you know, what, what Capcom are like with that sort of thing. But yeah, it, it's good, I think, and it's, it's a good effort, so... All right, we might leave it there. We're going to have a break, go and get a drink. Uh, Tim's going to find some epic music to uh, celebrate the oncoming season of games. And we're going to be back to get all our guesses wrong about the upcoming season games. We'll be there. everybody and welcome back i hope you enjoyed that very exciting music that tim put together for you i'm sure it was traditionally it was sorry suitably epic uh as we said um we're here to talk about the upcoming games fest that is june period um that is now stuck forever as the june period uh regardless that ea lives or dies who knows if we'll ever come back i think it's probably dead by now um ea play <laughs> sorry E3. Oh, E3. E3. Yeah. Um, it's dead. Oh, I think it's pretty safe to say it's dead, but uh, other people have stepped into the void to give us a whole bunch of hype stuff to get excited about what's coming towards the end of the year and, and ne early next year and maybe even further down the track. Uh, so we're going to talk about the big ones and maybe a little bit about the other ones that pop up here and there. Uh, so we're just going to go in order. And the first one up for us is on Friday at some stupid time in the morning. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Uh, I probably won't get up for that. I might catch the highlights later. I'm too old to do that. But Paul, you're getting up for it, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to take a cheeky day off work. Sorry, guys, if you're tuning in. <laughs> the news is actually that I'm sick. Um, so, oh, sorry. No, I got my events mixed up. Yeah, 5 a.m. Uh, yeah, Summer Game Fest, the Keeleys, the kickoff event. Um, I mean, he's gone back to the YouTube theater. He's doing all the always glitz and glamour and doing what he normally does. And I think there's going to be some big things that he's got to show there. Um, PlayStation didn't fire on all cylinders recently. And the, I mean, that does give me pause for concern in, for the whole, this whole June period. Like, is that meant to be emblematic of what's, what's to come from kind of everyone in a way? Are we going to, is, is all of this going to land with a wet fart? But we'll, we'll wait and see in that respect. But uh, yeah, Summer Games Fest is going to be a pretty big one, I think. I think so too. Get an Xbox. They're the, they're the tent poles, I think. I think so. I think that they're certainly the ones with the most potential to, to wow us. Um, yeah. I do have to wonder if there'll be any last minute lineup changes uh, as, I guess, sort of a uh, rejoinder to the perception of PlayStation's, you know, less than stellar showing. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think know there's one possibility there and, and that's because of Jeff Keighley's best buddy. Yeah, yeah, Death Stranding 2 or DS2 because yeah. he doesn't seem to want to call it Death Stranding 2. But um, yeah, I feel like that's a, 
a strong possibility. It might not be much. Really it might be just Norman Reedus doing a fucking dance for all we know, but that'll be enough. <laughs> you know, be, foaming at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a space whale and Norman Reedus mm. doing a tap dance. He, you know, <laughs> he walks out to the darkened theatre, cracks a can of Mother open, and <laughs> I haven't slept in six years. But also, have you seen what they're doing with Metal Gear? Starts urinating on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I mean. PlayStation will certainly have. A, I mean, they're they're actually on Jeff's little splash uh, with the 2023 partners for the event, and they they are listed there. So I think they'll feature in some way. And Death Stranding Two seems like an obvious one. I also, and it's not, I guess, a game they develop, but I'm sure whether you, whether you follow them yourselves or whether you just caught up with it based on the fact that other people are quote tweeting and those sort of things. That uh, the Final Fantasy Seven Twitter account has been getting busy in the last few days. Uh, there's been a daily post. Yeah. Talking about the like part two of the the remake trilogy, I think is what we were confirmed to have in the end. Yep. Um, they are into as of as of this point of recording, they are into day three of what. See, I mean, if they go seven days, it lands right on Summer Games Fest. The game is oh. still supposedly meant to be coming in the Back guess, in December the to February window. Haven't we if, moved past? The whole charade that that's not actually a remake trilogy anymore. It's yeah, just a, but like, I guess like yeah, we'll embrace it for now until they actually put out part two. But I'm a hundred percent with you. It's not yeah. They teased they teased a remake and then pivoted elsewhere, and I'm glad they did. But um, yeah, I feel like that one's a, a strong contender. I don't think it'll be much though because I really don't think they want to. They don't uh, want to get in the way of sixteen. Get in the way of sixteen. Yeah, I think it'll. It might be just has a, its own event only days later as well. It might be just, you know, Sephiroth and, and Cloud walk on stage and, you know, mourn over Ariel or something. <laughs> Aerith, sorry. Aerith. <laughs> <laughs> this is my final answer. Uh, I like a Little Mermaid on the mind for some reason. Cross with Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... Um, it's, it's, it's Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> but if we're really lucky, Square Enix will come with more foam stars. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking hell. Um, uh, one yeah. that I'm... One that I will uh, feel I feel very confident with. I'm not going to go and plonk down money, but uh, I'm pretty confident that we'll get to see Ken Levine pop up again. Um, see his post uh, irrational. Yeah, I'm. I'm. The interesting thing about Ken Levine, though, is there's been a massive, like, I guess, critical uh, reconsideration of Bioshock Infinite, mm. in that maybe. It wasn't actually very good. So, I am wondering where he goes I've from seen that. people trend the other way. People saying they kind of maybe under underrated a little bit at the time. I, I think the problem, it has some very problematic elements in it, that game, uh, tradition, uh, to do with, you know, race, uh, that, that really put a lot of people off. I think the game itself was pretty good. I don't think it was quite as good as Bioshock 2. But it was no, still Vice certainly. Two was great. I think that's the best one, and it was the one yeah. developed in Australia. Um, mechanically, it was that, the best one. Yeah, and that Minerva's Den content, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I you just think... triggered the whole internet with those comments, though. No, no, I, th- I think you'll find there's a, there's a real support for for Bioshock Two as the like it doesn't have the impact of one because one was such a kind of out of the blue experience that no one had had before, really. I mean, system shock. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it was something that hadn't been done before, whereas 2 refined it to a, a much better game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The so, gameplay yeah. of 2 is far superior to 1. Yeah, when I you go that. back and actually yeah. try to replay through those games. Yeah, yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, he could do some really interesting stuff. Obviously, we've had quite a while of that sort of, you know, more immersive sim stuff coming out of Arcane, but it And this is, of course, Arcane, Judas, since we've not actually yeah. mentioned the name for anybody, yeah. everyone listening. Are Arcane even Arcane anymore? But, oh, one uh, team yeah. is. One mm. half of it is. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to check out anything Ken Levine's doing, but he's been very quiet for mm. nigh on, you know, over a decade now, so... We'll see where that lands. Yeah, he, it might be time for him to pop up. Um, it's certainly, it's the stage he would turn up on, I feel, yeah. um, if he's going to turn up. I, I think we're going to, uh, you know, possibly see what um, Crystal and, and Idos and all that are doing now that uh, they've uh, run to the hills from, from Squeenix. I think we're going to, we might see some, some teasers there. Um, uh, That'd be interesting, considering obviously Crystal is wrapped up with Perfect Dark. So Crystal have got two teams. Um, yep. They've committed to Tomb Raider, and obviously they're helping with Perfect Dark. Um, and you know that whole Perfect Dark is for Shane. I I have no issue with that. Like that seems smart. No, it's business. so common. Like that seems smart business to me. You know, hey, we need some help in these particular areas. These guys are really good at third person story. You know, let's bring them in. Why not? Like that's mm. just just smart business to me. Um, but yeah, so I, I, we might get a Tomb Raider tease. Maybe something from Idos. Maybe it's a bit early for Idos because considering they just finished Guardians. Um, there What's is their new name, by the way, now that they've... I don't now... know. I, I thought it was still Idos Montreal. I think they kept that. Did they? Uh, yeah. I'm keen for another Tomb Raider. I mean, Naughty Dog aren't probably going back to Uncharted anytime soon. No. So if I can get something in that vein, then... And honestly... Be, yeah. Quite good. The second of the three Tomb Raider games is very different to the linear... Well, it's still linear in a way, but it was certainly more open than what the Uncharted games are. So, I think they sit comfortably together. Yeah, more what, like, Lost Legacy got towards that. Like, that sort of, you know, open area sort of gameplay. The hub and spoke sort of Yeah, and there was definitely more Metroid elements to the Tomb Raider games in that, you know, you had to find the right upgrade to access the right area and, and, and that sort of thing. So that added a different element to it as well. So I'd be happy to see Tomb Raider. Um, but I think Idos might tease... Well, there is a lot of rumours that it's they're going back to Deus Ex, which, fuck, yeah. Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about that. Yeah, bring it on. You know, it's my favourite series. It's like one of my favourite games ever. One of my favourite series ever. Bring it. We got a shitty cliffhanger ending in number two of a game I thoroughly enjoyed right until the last two minutes because that ending just shit me off. But, you know, finish it off. I want to see what happens to Adam Jensen. I want to see him meet JC Denton from the original Mankind Data Mankind United. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Um, I think, I think I've got the right showcase. I think Jeff was talking about maybe Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah, he did again, say fresh, Alan Wake. Fresh from yeah. obviously surfacing at PlayStation, but... He's, he's been leading all his uh, trailers with Alan Wake and Mortal Kombat. So, yes, that's right. That yeah. was the other one. Yeah. They're I the mean, two that we know about so far. Yeah. I'm keen for more Alan Wake because it sounds like they're really integrating some more of the control stuff in there, which I, just, I fucking want control too, man. Come on. <laughs> we know what's happening. It's already official. Yeah, it's just taking so long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I love Alan Wake too. I'm playing through the remaster right now, actually, because I, I haven't got a game to review at the moment. I thought, I'm going to dive into Alan Wake oh, again. Oh, you. 
<laughs> it's going to last. Oh, actually, tell a lie. One came in today. Uh, Elder Scrolls. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls Online. So, you know, I get that one. Uh, and I just, I just, I don't think there's many games that do um, kind of just this creepy setting uh, as well as Alan Wake does. Not, a, no, not even straight up horror games, I think. Just no, create that. That ambiance that it's a huge love letter to Stephen King and Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. Just hey, we love these things. It's like peanut butter and chocolate to us. Let's mash them together. Yeah, and it it works far more of a suspense sort of thing rather than a horror or even action sort of game before. Whereas now, obviously, this one is supposedly leaning far more heavily on survival horror or like horror. Sorry, more specifically, which could you know could make or break it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have faith in them, to be honest. Yeah, I feel yeah like, I've got all the time yeah. for Remedy. I'm really surprised they haven't thrown, like, the Stranger Things license at them. <laughs> Instead of Far Cry. Yeah. There was the Far Cry Stranger... Far Cry 6 had Stranger Things missions. Yeah, well, you know, it's Ubisoft. <laughs> Cash in. They were actually a lot of fun. I've got to say, they were cool, but, you know, they were cool oh, yeah. in a kind of off-spin, funny little side but I mean, like, way. But as yeah. a bespoke, like, Stranger yeah, yeah. Things game, I think, yeah, Remedy could do something really cool with that. We might see some of the uh, Max Payne remakes, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, those, so, those are, like, full ground-up remakes? Full ground-up like re- remakes in the, in the control engine. Mm, that could be pretty cool. Um... Obviously, only one and two, though, because I guess three was still technically Rockstar, wasn't well, it? So, Rockstar owns the Max Payne license yeah, now. They license so, they, they talked they to licensed Remedy. It back to Remedy? Yeah. That's it. To, yep. to do the, yeah, the one and I'm two. I'm sure there's probably, like, I'm sure there probably wasn't a giant cost for, for Remedy no. there. I feel like there's a goodwill thing in that. Like, and without it's, you, it's, this t- thing doesn't exist. Take yeah. it, go make the game. And they're Aren't not they using get it. Sam so. Lake to do all of the mocap for Max, because that's what I want. Yep, well, I mean, he's already clearly in Alan Wake, too, so. Yes. Yeah. And that was awesome too, by the way. It was, yeah. I soon saw that in the trailer. Hey, it's Max. I mean Sam, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Sam and Max? Sam and Max? Oh, yeah. We're not seeing a Sam and Max, surely. No, we're not seeing a Sam and Max. That'd um, be nice, at least not that Sam and Max. We could probably put some money on uh, The Expanse. That's the, the latest Telltale thing. Jeff does love his Telltale um, does. partnerships. And while Jeff it's not the one that. that I want to see out of them at the moment, I'm you know, just get Wolf in my life already. Um, Are they even the same team anymore? I know it feels like... They did actually reconvene a lot of them. It was actually... This is one of those stories where they did actually bring a lot of them back together. Okay, that's that's cool Um, then. I was just wondering that it's... it's Obviously, they would have lost them. And they got rid of the the bad eggs too, so... Mm. Yeah. And they've they've got like even even with The Expanse, I think it's like the episodes are basically done. They're coming out every two weeks. It's, it's really embracing that Life is Strange model where they're here, they're ready, and you don't have to wonder when the next one's coming. It's, yeah, it's just I think, that was, dates. I think that was all born out of Life is Strange 2 where they just did not have their shit together and they kept having to delay some of those episodes and some of them came out and were brutally short because yeah. I guess they just... They were rushed a bit more. Well, yep. they I don't think they planned the whole thing out from the start and the pacing got really weird. So I think it is, like, as much as it might feel anathema to episodic stuff to... Well, it's all already done. We're just chopping it up. I think that it does work better that way. So, it's good to yeah. hear they're doing well, that. It's a TV show. You don't film a TV show episode by episode and release it and wait for the next one, do you? You have them all no. done in the can and, and put them out. I think it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm keen on that model. 
Um, I'm not, I'm, I haven't actually consumed The Expanse before, so I don't know whether it'll be any good or not. But I hear the board game is good, but it's out of print. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to see anything else. I think, um, you know, things like uh, teams like Play On, obviously this is an ideal spot for them. Um, with you know, And they're the team that comes up with surprises quite often. You know, they'll just get randomly go, hey, Red Faction or, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, when Jeff yeah. had uh, Gamescom opening night live or Gamescom, whatever it's called, um, his his event that he had anyway, like Play On was the, the big closer because that's where they had Dead Island too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so like it's the, the possibility is there. The partnerships established. Um, I guess like I'm I'm scanning through Jeff's big piece list. of art at the moment. He's got things like uh, Hoyoverse, which is I think they're the team that does. They're the team that uh, does Genshin Impact. Genshin and yeah. Honkai Star, yeah. Star Rail, whatever it's called. CD Project is on the list. That'll be Liberty Phantom Liberty. Phantom, for- well. My understanding is that's Xbox at the showcase there. Oh, anyway, no, probably um, both. And that's that's I think like the old partnership dating back to pre Cyberpunk's yeah. release. And Aperna's on the list. Bandai Namco's on the list. Uh, Amazon Games is on the list. Bandai Activision will be Tekken. Um, mm. Yep. Um, yeah. Epic Games, Focus Home. I mean, Epic Games is obviously where Alan Wake comes from. Yep. Um, Level Infinite, which is the we'll move on from them. Um, Larian's there. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Abyss, Phoenix Labs, Play On, um, Paradox, North Beach. I don't know. Razor. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> Sega, Smilegate, Square Enix, Steam, uh, Techland. So Techland's going to show up. Is yeah, that's probably, it's probably just a dying light expansion, to be honest. Ubisoft yeah, WB with Mortal Kombat, of course. Every they, couple of weeks, there's more dying light. Stuff out. They support their products very well i will say that tech lane <laughs> devolver's on the list now obviously they've got their own showcase coming but i'd love to see through this window and it's not one that we're going to necessarily talk about in great detail but i'd love to see some release dates for for things like plucky squire for um a gunbrella those sorts of games uh was a- anger foot angry foot angry, angry foot. foot yeah um angry foot. Like they've got a few games that are getting pretty close to to go time now so that'd be nice if that pops up and of course and i'll just Put it out there because I'm just trying to will it into existence. But we know it's recently been delayed to a TBD timeline. But uh, Team Cherry, if you want to get off your asses and uh, put out put out hot this week, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is an odd one. Like when was it 2019? We played that at PAX. It was. It was. It was the last PAX before the pandemic. Bloody and obviously, we, we like we know it's pretty close at this point. It's just. Getting it right with a small it's team. It's getting it right. And, I mean, they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders when it comes to this one. So, yep. I, I hope also, it's not a byproduct I, of feature creep. I hope it's just we yeah. need to get it, well, get it, it clearly, right. Well, it clearly is because it was supposed to be an add-on pack for Hollow Knight five oh, yeah, years sorry, ago. Yeah. I guess like, the core of it was, but, you know. It's not the first game then. to have done that, though. Like, yeah. there's been lots but of I, games I also, time. I also have to imagine some of it is probably like Hollow Knight did very well financially. Yeah. Yeah. And being a very small team, I have to imagine they have reaped the benefits of that to some degree. So why would they be slogging Rushed. their guts out to get it done? Yeah. Just do it when it's done. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm happy for that. I'm always happy for a game to be delayed than to put out problem. in a golem or, you know, a redfall. There was no saving golem. You could delay <laughs> that thing another 50 times and that thing is still going to be a maybe a glitter cover turd. at that point. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, one one thing that is, you know, I, I it's my on my wish list every year, and every year I'm consistently disappointed. 
and that is uh i would love to see level five get back to any semblance of uh their previous glory didn't they have another recent restructure that kind of made it seem as though things might be getting back on the right track again i've got some news as quickly as i possibly can here but i'm sure there were some positive signs coming out of them, let alone the fact that, you know, Leighton's back on the way and all those sorts of things. That, yeah, and I'm hoping that that, yeah, then they're like, well, it's, we got to go back to the well, so we'll do another Dark Cloud and Professor Leighton's coming back and, hey, maybe we'll actually... <laughs> I, I can dream, Cloud. can't yeah. I? Rogue <laughs> Galaxy 2? Come on. Another Nino Cooney? Who knows? Um, that's that's but, probably more likely than a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm. Um, or, you know, hey, even localizing Yokai Watch 4... Like, I don't need voices, just text. translate that text. I mean, that one won't show up at this thing, and that's because Nintendo's no. not showing up at this thing. So, yeah. Um, which is crazy. I mean, that Nintendo's not on that list, but they could be just keeping their heads down and actually going to surprise everyone at the end. So, I really think Nintendo's caught in a weird spot where they need to announce some new fucking hardware, but the Switch keeps selling so well that why would they? <laughs> but it's eventually going to get to a point, which we're already starting to see, where that third-party support is going to continue to dwindle. Yeah. Oh, their sales projections are actually nothing. their financials. They said they're finally like expecting the drop. I'm like, well, there we go. That's what up, we want to hear, how, actually. Yeah, how far removed is that Switch hardware from current gen to the point where literally the only people who are able to get stuff running decently on that that's modern, uh, yeah, is Nintendo. And that's what Tis the Kingdom had a solid year of polishing. What other developer can, can do that. afford to do that? And yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised they didn't drop some new Switch hardware to tie that in because that's been their trick for the past two generations to flog new hardware. With is Zelda. To, yeah, <laughs> punt, punt the latest Zelda game to the next hardware and yep. shaft the previous gen version. Yeah. Well, system no, launch games, they, they make good remakes. Ones. They haven't given us our uh, Switch remakes of the Wii U remasters of, of, the, uh, of, of the Wind Wii Waker games. and Twilight Princess so that they can launch Switch the Super Switch with them. Ocarina yeah. of Time. Again, Majora's Ma- no, Majora's Mask remake is what they need to crank out. If they're going to do anything in a new, in a new engine, yep. then Ocarina. give me Majora's Mask. Because Ocarina feels old as shit to play now. Yeah, well, it they're is. I've got to fix it, man. Yeah, you go from the ground up, eh? Do it, do it, Nintendo. Do it. You love selling the same game 16 times. You can do it. <laughs> they, know, they know I'll buy it. <laughs> Uh, Sega Link has a new hat. Sega um, Super Game. Do they show anything Yakuza related, or are they holding that for the Ryu? Go uh, whatever. The hell I mean, it's, it's, I think they've got a showcase for it, don't they? Yeah, they do. They have a showcase for that. I think they're Studio. also. In a, I think they're also in a weird spot where they don't have anything else in the backlog to mine outside of stuff that's probably not worth mining, like. Well, they've got uh, Samba de Amigo coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in terms of Yakuza. Yeah. Like, oh, um, in terms of Yakuza, yeah. Like, they, there's nothing to go back to. They're not. I don't think they're going to redo Dead Souls. I think that's too, of no. a pretty not very well-received spin-off. And my understanding is the other sort of period piece, Yakuza, was not as good as the one that they gave us. Yeah. Like, so. it was even older. So, I think it's whatever the follow-up is. Well, they've, they've announced the... the uh, like a dragon, the man without a name, which is kind of the mm. the prequel, the prologue to um, Yakuza Seven, uh, and it mm. follows uh, 
Kiryu's path after Yakuza 6. Is that going to be so yeah. more in the style of those rather than... Um, yeah, like in the style of the beat-em-up and then uh, the, like the traditional Yakuza games and then like a Dragon uh, 8 or whatever they end up calling it uh, with back with... The JRPG um, style. The JRPG style. But uh, Kiryu has also been confirmed for that. Mm, um, so with Ichiban. So... And then I wonder if they're going to do another judgment as well. They were having problems with the actor there. So I, they've uh, got to resolve that um, because his agency doesn't want him on. Issue. Yeah. Well, they don't want him on the PC either. Um, there's a really anti-PC thing in Japan. Um, their, their, their rights stuff around actors and voice actors yeah. is like next level compared to what it is in the West. So, Which is a lot of the rumors that why that's why they did a kaito um dlc in the mm, judgment because so, he his, might be taking over <laughs> yeah, his representation would play ball yeah yeah i mean there's so much stuff i'd like to see get to bring back but i don't know if it's necessarily in their best interests like would, i wouldn't mind yeah. another valkyria chronicles i would love for them to bring back skies of arcadia oh there we go Jet endless, endless dungeons coming um, that's in early access right now, isn't it? Um, so that's the endless, whatever the series was. And they'd done a roguelike out of it and it was on Epic and it's coming to the consoles, mm, but yeah. Interesting. I'm pretty sure that's a Sega property. Yes. I think, I think they're in an odd place, aren't they? Cause I mean, outside yeah, like- of Yakuza, I, I can't see that they've had any big hits. Well, keep, no, mind, keep in mind, they, of course, have Atlas, so you've got the yeah. whole Persona side Persona, as well. Yeah. We can say what we want about Sonic Frontiers, but, of course, that game is, like, one of the best-selling Sonic games they've had. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of people say, like, it's a solid foundation for something that might actually be good somewhere down the line. Yeah, if they can sort it out. It was... And they I do mean, have this, and I joked about Super Game before, but, like, that is the title of something that they've, like, partnered. They're using the Azure, uh, like, Xboxes of Azure, Microsoft, uh, sorry, yeah. Azure servers, and they've got that all was, sorts that of That was some about. talk that that was a always online, massively multiplayer jet set radio. That would be weird. Because if, if they were doing anything online, I presume, yeah, I, know. I presume they'd crank out another Fantasy Star or something. Yeah, but that that was the rumour. Like, it was literally a massively multiplayer kind of open playground jet set radio. Um, With what? Tagging and gangs and all that sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, hmm, yeah. I mean, I, I see a world where it works. I'm just not sure that Sega's got the ability to pull that off. Yeah, or how are they going to monetize it? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that in the end. Anyway, we might move on from Jeff. We've uh, plumbed the depth there and we'll move on to the next, the biggest besides Jeff, which is Xbox, really. Um, and we know that Xbox has had a bit of a rough start. Uh, they had a really good start of the year, actually, with um, the surprise Tango Gameworks uh, Hi-Fi Rush, which came out of which, nowhere. And, and has just, DLC on the way. It has DLC on the way, which is cool. And yes, it kicks uh, ass. Steam, Steam achievements uh, leaked it just the other day. Oh, there you go. Um, it's a great game. I loved it. Uh, it's based. It's funny. There was an interview with a developer. He said they, their whole idea came about watching Shaun of the Dead um, and the scene where they uh, play Queen and bash the zombies with the pool cues. That was the whole the genesis of that game, which is cool. Um, and then, obviously, things went a bit pear-shaped. Minecraft was what it was. You know, it was never going to be a, a massive thing. It was just a more Minecraft for, in a different spin. Uh, and then Redfall bit the dust pretty bad uh 
stake that one. Um, so, you know, then there's all of a sudden this pressure on Starfield, uh, which there already was, but, um, you know, I think it's, it's even more so now. Uh, I think Todd Howard is immune to that. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm very, very conservative about that game meeting anybody's expectations of what it needs to be in a post post Witcher 3 world now. Witcher 3 is eight fucking years old and yeah. nothing has really come close That's to it in that right. RPG space. Um, I think it's, I think Starfield's going to be very, very good, but it's going to be a very, very good Bethesda-style RPG. So you, yeah. you, it's not going to be a shock to anyone, but it's going to get that formula and it's going to probably do it the best they've done it. Um, which is fine by me. That's that's kind of what I look for in that sort of game, right? Like, I, I enjoy the heck out of that style of game. Um, and from what I hear, there is a lot more choice involved. I've been reading some of the dev diaries and things like that. So yeah. they're, they're, they're um, implementing, you know, more uh, choice-based systems and, and trying to get consequence for choice, which is which is cool because they haven't really done that well before. Um, uh, you know, apart from the end of the game where you pick your faction in fallout essentially um mm. you know so that's cool i i like the idea of this living breathing universe i hope they nail it and i'm 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 excited for it without thinking it's going to change the world oh I'll, i mean i'm sure it'll yeah. be game pass i'll play it yeah yeah i'm, I'm really keen to play it um mm. i think it, it's an interesting one in terms of, so obviously you mentioned kind of the post-Witcher environment, mm. but I, I also think about it in terms of just the way people nitpick games these days. So I think about, you know, Skyrim or Fallout 4, for example. Now I'll check my anti-Fallout bias at the door here, but like people um, would kind of give Bethesda games a little bit of a pass. Like, okay, it's got its bugs and, you know, problems and those sort of things because everything else was done so well. Now we're in an environment where if your if your frame rate is off by a couple like just a couple frames, you're toast. Like you're in all sorts. You're getting ripped limb from limb for it. Yeah. Now they've obviously spent a bit like uh, Nintendo with Zelda. They've spent you know a good twelve months or so just polishing, polishing really. So I'm I'm hopeful that that isn't going to be an issue. I'm I'm really curious uh, post the the Redfall dramas to see whether they uh, whether they have anything to say about the game's frame rate thirty sixty etc. Um, specifically on the console because of course PC you'll, you'll get yeah, to go you for want. broke I'm yeah. sure until it breaks because every game breaks on PC at the moment um, <gasps> it's, certainly if it comes from a AAA developer that's for sure yeah it's uh, a Sony port Paul come on yeah, <laughs> no, Sony, Sony started to get it right Returnal was an exceptionally good port and, and I thought the first, one, the first one of all games the first one to actually get it right when it came to the PC thing was Days Gone yeah, um, yeah, Days Gone was great. Go band. I wouldn't mind Days Gone too. Come on, <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's more like I'm really curious to see how people are going to come for for Starfield if some of that typical Bethesda jank that we've kind of you know been able to have a bit of a chuckle at. Oh, look at that giant just flew, yeah, you know, took off into orbit. Now you can maybe get away with a few things launching into orbit in the case of Starfield, but. Um, the other quirky things, I just don't know how that's going to be received. See, though, so. like, you look at The Witcher 3 
And your fucking oh, no, horse was always stuck on the roof or some shit like that. Roach, get no, off the no, fucking I, roof, I agree. mate. And people, are, you know, people still <laughs> rightly criticise The Witcher 3 at the time as well. But yeah. it's it's more the way, like if we think about yeah. the way people look at games in, say, post-2020 onwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, Witcher 3 is just storytelling. The combat in that game was janky as fuck and not super fun to play on particular difficulty levels. Uh, it had lots of- So it did approve hiccups. over its life. Yeah, yeah it got yeah. better. But, yeah, I think it's literally just the approach to story, which I think is much easier to do when you have a default protagonist that is a certain way. Whereas Bethesda's like, you get to create your own character of a sort. But then it's also like, you can do everything. Hey, you're the head of the Thieves Guild and the Fighters Guild and the Mages Guild. You're a real jack of all trades there, buddy. Uh, yeah. So I think it that's where a lot of the difficulty comes from, from having a really effective narrative when... It's basically a choose-your-own-adventure where you just conflict to yeah. every page and nothing can really have long-lasting consequences because they have to leave everything open to you. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Starfield, besides, we're, we're probably more than likely going to get uh, Hellblade. Yep. I mean, mm. it's probably- It's late this year, early next yeah, year, for yeah, sure. it's got to be. Um, which, I, I mean, from what we've seen, looks astounding. The first game was- something else entirely that nothing I'd ever experienced before. The way it used sound was just amazing. And, and the, the way it delved with someone's um, mental issues was incredibly noteworthy in games. Uh, do they live up to that with number two, which is obviously going to be a, a grander game in scope and size. I only played the first one recently and it's aged a touch. I think so. The gameplay was never awesome. Yeah. It wasn't that was, about- to be fair. That was Ninja Th- never Ninja Theory strength. Like the the game that they, yeah, they kind of got the combat right with was DMC, and yeah. in the case of DMC, they got all of that Capcom support to make yep. it that kind of fast paced mm. kinetic thing. There's obviously other things that people didn't like about DMC at the time that people seem to have largely cooled on a little bit over the years as well. Yeah, but um, that was a great like game. the the combat aspects, gameplay, yeah. core yeah. gameplay. That was never Ninja Theory's strength. I think they've probably learned a lot from yep. working with Capcom on DMC and that certainly made Heavenly Sword, sorry, Heavenly Sword, Hellblade into the, um, the you know, a, a better version of Heavenly Sword at the end of the day in terms of the gameplay. Um, yeah, I think you can, yeah. I mean, I mean more in the, in the sense that I think it can only improve in those areas. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, do they ha- does it have the same impact though? That's the question, right? With that game, because that game is a game Can about you do it impact. A time around? Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that really comes down to whether they what you consider that approach to be was it a gimmick that was very well done and a trick that you can't really pull on the Twice. audience again, or are they able to find more interesting ways to approach that with some more advanced tech and maybe even subvert your expectations around that in a way. Yeah. I, th- I, I kind of feel confident in it that they will, yeah. but you know, it's still a question I've got. Um, you know, it's like 70% confident that they're going to knock it out of the park. Uh, there's just that well, little they- bit of worry that it might be just too grand. I mean, obviously they've got a lot more support and, and stability behind them than when they first created Hellblade uh, all those years ago. Um, but yeah, and maybe the improvements in all the other areas will sort of help, you know, lift it if it is just, you know, well, it's kind of like a slightly better version of what they did with the first one, but everything else is so much better. Yeah. That I can forgive it. Oh God, we actually, inter- I mean, uh, I'm not trying to wade into fanboy 
wars here. Um, but when it came to the original Hellblade, they got a lot of support from PlayStation when it came to that one. And obviously, we know that they can be you know quite hands on and those sort of things, good, bad, or otherwise. Xbox is obviously, and the commentary has been you know mentioned. It's been mentioned quite a lot, especially around the Redfall stuff. Xbox likes to be hands quite off. hands off, and so I wonder what that may or may not mean for the game. It could could be good because they you know they were just going about their own business and they had a trajectory and yep, let them go. But maybe maybe the the influence of PlayStation was actually important in making Hellblade what it was in the first place. It'll be interesting to see. I think. As far as that lesson learnt by Microsoft, I think Redfall was the lesson they needed to learn about finding a middle ground. I think that was so burnt during the Dogmatic era for buying studios and then fucking them over big time that they wanted to be seen as like, hey, we're just buying these guys and letting them do their thing. We're giving them the money. We're giving them a studio saying, hey, you just be you. And they've kind of realized we're that a, that doesn't work either. We're a cool either. boss. Yeah, essentially. And they've realized that doesn't work either. Uh, there needs to be that middle ground where, yes, we will give you support. We will jump in. We'll give you guidance. And we also need to be at the point where we can say, okay, stop waffling yeah. around. There is, you know, the an end point. Talk, yeah. Talking to the people on the ground level, from, you know, some of the reports, it sounds like if they had have just taken some time to talk to people who weren't the execs yeah. running everything at Arcane, they would have... Realized very, very quickly. quickly discovered that most people at Arcane weren't super stoked about making Redfall. Yeah, and that's clearly what they didn't do. So you know, yeah. it's a leadership thing again. Um, all right, State of Decay three. That's another one that I, I fully expect to see some of. Um, it's where it, does that sit in a post Dying Light two Dead Island two? Well, they're very world. different, very very different yeah. games. They are incredibly different. I mean, just in terms of the, the technical aspects, like obviously those games are so impressive visually yeah. and to explore that is State of Decay going to well, like- well, State of Decay is not using their own software anymore. Uh, it's using Unreal 5. Oh, um, okay. That, yeah. yeah, that should be a marked improvement there. Yeah. So, and the Coalition is helping them with Unreal 5. So, um, so one thing to note, and I guess this relates to not only this announcement, but several others. Um, it's just kind of been, I mean, it's, it happened earlier today, but it's bubbling to the surface on the internet now. Uh, Aaron Greenberg tweeted out before saying, uh, just saying none of our first party games are full, are presenting full CG trailers. There's so we've got to see here. gameplay, which with that lens over the top of it makes me think that we may not see State of Decay because I don't think it's at that point where they could show oh. off the gameplay yet. I think it might be because it's been a long while since it's been announced. And I, I have a feeling there's enough there that they could put together a small gameplay teaser for maybe and just showing some of the new features and you can and still judge gameplay up in editing yeah. well yeah i mean to. he does say it's either in-game uh, footage in engine footage, footage or in-game yeah. footage yeah. with some cinematics so like he's given himself lots and lots wiggle of room. uh wiggle room, you just but- yeah you're just not getting an amazing trailer from like elastic or another studio that specializes in that in sort trailers of stuff. yeah yeah so I think we might see State of Decay. And the other one I think we might see from Xbox, just based on some of the teasers going around, namely that one with the glitter trail. Fable. is Fable. And fuck yeah, about time. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much really to share about the whole thing, but yeah, I'm really excited for it. I love when Fable. When did Fable 2 come out? A long time 2008. Because that's the last Fable game I played. So See, 15 years. I, I still, I went back and played them all probably two years ago. I played all three of them again. I love them. They're just so unique. They're their own thing. And that's the biggest worry I've got about um, this Playground. new fable is capturing that 
kind of quirky, almost Monty Python esque humor. Um, is it still Molyneux involved no, in that? No, 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 it's no, Playground. It's playground. Right? This is the Forza Horizon team. Yeah, um, but they they they, they, are they are did buy a oh, well, they did bring on a heap of ex Lionhead devs um, for mm. it. So you'd want to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's my worry for it that it's not that unique thing that Fable was. Um, yeah, it'll sort of slot into another kind of Western. Yeah, RPG. if it just just comes across as just you know a Witcher rebadge, um, you know, even if it's a or, really really good Witcher yeah. rebadge, it's or like it's, a slicker double A European dev RPG, yeah. like a like a Greedfall esque kind of thing or something. Yeah, it's got to be Fable. It's got to be unique. It's got to have that quirkiness. It's got to have that um, you know oddity that was so built into the DNA of Fable. Um, even Fable 3, which probably swung for the fences a bit far and, and fumbled the landing, um, which was its biggest sin, I guess, because it tried to add yeah. a whole bunch of kind of uh, real-time strategy almost elements to it at the end. Um, it was so unique. Like, there was nothing like it, uh, even in the RPG space. You, yes, there are RPGs, but there's no RPG like it. So, And that's what Fable is to me, and I really hope that feeling is recaptured. That's the most important thing, I think. Yeah, I'm, I need them. I, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I need them to announce Viva Pinata Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, look, uh, give me that Unreal Engine Five Pinata Tech. I'm ready. <laughs> we, we were talking off camera before about uh, Everwild and those sort of things, yeah. and some comments by uh, Andy Andy Robinson from uh, VG Twenty Four Seven VG. Which one is he? Video Games Chronicle. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about the fact that yeah, Everwild probably won't see it, but it's um, apparently far more in line with Eva Pinata than other stuff. Now, what that ultimately amounts to, I have no idea. I'm but glad like, someone totally... over there has some sense then, because those <laughs> games are actually really good. Yeah, yeah. It was no, like no one's denying that. Like they just, they just don't know them. why they haven't. I just don't know. Like I think, I they think just now can't work out what to do with banjo in the meantime. Game Pass is the perfect place to, to put those games. Yeah, 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 because it, when those games came out, like I remember getting shit put on me by some loser at EB Games for pre-ordering Viva Pinata for my Xbox. It's like, what you don't like good games, buddy? Like they don't <laughs> have to be sh- shitty brown stained shooters. Like you can play other games on your Xbox. Yes. But it's not Fable or Halo. <clears throat> or Dead Rising at the time too. Or Dead Rising, yeah. Um, so Forza will obviously show up, and that'll yeah, get its yeah. release date. Um, and I'm expecting Obsidian. Yeah, Avowed will be there. Avowed will be there. there. I think that's. Uh, it mightn't be. It might be. I'd say that's for next year. But like, are we worried that you can't, you can't release that in the vacuum of no. Starfield? No, no. It'll be. Anyone it'll be can... late next year. Anyone else concerned that Horizons? Starting to feel a little phoned in. Horizon, Forza Horizon. Well, five was not quite. It had a lot of patches. They were doing a lot of stuff post-launch for that, and it, I don't think it hit for me as well as three or four did. And I'm just wondering where do they go with six because they're they're well, sort of running I out think of that's the interesting last biomes. So, so what's happened there is that's the last of that engine. Mm. Um, so that's the last game. The the new Forza Tech, which is what they've done with the new Forza Motorsport, is built from the ground up again. So and obviously that's turn ten, not that's obviously well. turn ten. But uh, um, the Forza Horizon games are built on the turn ten tech of the other the, the standard Forza games. So 
I think that's that's possibly why that's happened. Um, it's you know it's at the point in the life of the engine where there's there's band aids on band aids. It's getting a bit creaky, yeah, yeah. And I I guess that can also mean that maybe because we have seen this happen with other series that that first run on the new engine is a bit shaky. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's not the case. No, I think I think it'll be all right there. Let it be um, shaky with motorsport then, not Horizon. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I know. There's no way for motorsport's shaky. Like I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but that is going to be a very good racing game. I have no doubt for the people. Oh yeah, that, for sim enthusiasts. Yes, yeah, it's going to be going a very ups. good game. I'm a shitty arcade boy. That's yeah. what I like. Third party games. I would like to think that we're going to see IO Interactive with James Bond. Because um, they, they've traditionally been pretty close with, with Xbox. Um, that franchise is in a weird place, though. Like, yeah. the Bond franchise itself. So, it would be cool to see something come out from it, given sort of the state of flux the movie series is in at the moment. Yeah. I just don't know if it's ready. Same with same with Indiana Jones from... Um, I think that's close because the comments this week about them already committing to going straight into Wolfenstein. So that yeah, came okay. out this week that Machine Game said we're we're doing indie and then we're going straight into Wolfenstein to finish the the Wolfenstein story. How much time does Todd Howard have? He's busy caught up with uh, Starfield, <laughs> but then he's all over Indiana Jones because he loves Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's just sticking his nose in like the the nerdy boss, going <laughs> like this. That's all he's doing. <laughs> can, he's cracking get, his whip. He's yeah, getting it done. Get, all done. Uh, <laughs> they can get Harrison Ford out there, and he can just grump and grumble. The yeah. Whole way yeah. Why the yeah. fuck are you asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much am I getting? What else about third parties? Because there is going to be a third party present. They got to lean on their Japanese partners, or like the what they're trying to build. Sorry, the yeah. Japanese partners. So, what are Platinum um, up to at the moment? That's a good question. Babylon's Fall too. <laughs> All harder. <laughs> um, no, what are they doing? I mean, look, sure, surely Square Enix has roped them in for Neo again. You would, you would Sorry, be Neo, absolutely. I'm you would absolutely be crazy not to be trying to rope Platinum in for a, a bevy of games, honestly. But I don't see them showing up at the Xbox. I mean, unless, and, unless, unless Scalebound <laughs> happens to resurface. And we know that there's a bit of a desire at Xbox to find a way to make this thing work, even though they yeah. won, we're the ones that pulled the pin. I think Phil it sits on his conscience a little bit. Um, that, all, that situation's really funny. Like, at that point in time, Microsoft had literally nothing like they had fucking nothing in the bank and they killed one of the games and they killed it so that tells me how fucked up that game was yeah what state was that game in that they didn't pull the pin on redfall and they're like oh scale bound sorry (laughs) that tells me there's some serious issues with that game when it when it was uh being developed but yeah because they had nothing they had nothing at that point yeah i I think we might see in exile too it's about time to see what Mm. they're doing um, which will either be Wasteland Four. I don't know. I don't know that they'll go straight to Wasteland Four, though. I think they'll do something. He tend uh, Brian Fargo tends to do like he he switched between the Bard's Tale and Wasteland um, since he kind of started in Exile. Could so. they get roped into some OG Fallout now that they're within the family, possibly, and have um, access to the IP again? That's what I thought originally. Like that, maybe they do a um, like a New Vegas style. Fallout spin-off because there's I don't obviously- know my my vibe of that is like for someone like you know Umbra and Fargo does that then mean he's just 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like a betrayal of wasteland to like. I, know, I don't think he'll do Fallout. I no. I don't think but if anyone's going to do it, all it'll... of that and be like, yay! Finally, I got the name back. Like, I th- I think he if anyone's going to do um, Fallout at any point, it'll be Obsidian because they openly expressed desire to do it. Yeah. Um. What? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm inclined to believe you i'm actually interested to see whether there's any and there's been rumblings about it for a couple of years again fallout's not something i particularly care about but remasters of three and four yeah. new vegas whether we see something going on with morrowind and, and oblivion for example not skyrim no because it's already it, there i think at this <laughs> point those games probably need ground up remakes i don't want to sit through that you know cry oh yeah, yeah sorry those two, in, those two in particular would be morrowind would be amazing with a proper ground up remake because that game still shits all over oblivion and in some aspects skyrim yeah it's not as a uh, like skyrim's the most approachable of them um but yeah morrowind Morrowind was the most immersive by far out of all of those all right we'll move on from xbox we've um played plumb to the depths there i think uh quickly we're going to look at ubisoft now they've pretty much given us everything that they're going to do. They've done Assassin's Creed, the the crew, some the division, uh, Avatar. But there's one big question mark there that says unannounced game. What's it going to be? Is it Star Wars? Yeah, Ooh, I don't know. Do they do they get a license for that? Yeah, they have, yeah, the, license. Yeah, they have, they have the, the license. license. The, the division team is working on it. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Division. Who was doing Avatar? I don't know. Massive. Isn't it? Massive is the, the yeah yeah. I think they 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 grew it, significantly though. But yeah, it feels a little early for them to be announcing anything Star Wars. Well, no, this was announced a couple of years ago. Mm. Like right when when EA's deal was just it's finished, the they were the yeah. first one. Oh, and they killed what order? Whatever that game was, or the the Rogue Scoundrels one, whatever that is. So when all that shit went down, is that when Criminal. they hunted it to Ubi? Uh whenever EA's exclusivity deal ended which was a few years ago now they were the f- ubi were the first ones to to grab well, they might have something that could yeah, be yeah. Interesting. Actually, again- i've just i've double checked and i guess it makes me feel a <clears throat> little less confident in star wars showing up from massive because yeah massive are doing avatar as well yeah so, <clears throat> um, yeah that feels like a little bit so what team, they team in ubi team, would be on star wars then but they've got yeah because they've they've got avatar they've got division heartland they've got the mobile division game which no that's, may a, or may that's not a different involved. developer yeah but um but heartland will heartland's be a different developer too oh is that I, as well yeah okay. i don't know i just feel really concerned with another games as a service game using one of those big franchises after the i don't think it'll be games as a service i don't think they'll yeah, do that which and that's i don't think it's going to be mmo i don't think it'll be no. division-esque i think they're going to start with something that's single player and it might be single. It, for, for all I know, it's Far Cry. What about the Ghost Star Recon Wars. team? What are they doing at the moment? Oh, stinking it up. So they're, no, they're doing X Defiant. Also, 20 million uh, agents in Division 2. They've actually just tweeted out yeah. a moment ago that they've got 20 million players. Mm. So congrats to them. Yeah. So yeah, if they're going to do something Star Wars, that would be interesting. I mean, I'd, I'd take Far Cry Star Wars at this point. Fuck, why not? Yeah. That'd be fun. Like, or even like something like Republic Commando esque. Yeah. Yeah, give it a go. Why not? Yeah, and you know it's a, it'll be a pol- polished game that runs 
well, and it may be to a formula. Uh, If you enjoy it, will depend on how much you enjoy that formula, and uh, you know. Maybe we're maybe we're climbing up Ewok towers to map out (laughs) the moons of Endor or some shit. Um, But yeah, I mean that it'll sell. It'll have Star Wars on it, and Ubisoft can pull that off pretty easily. I think so. But what else could it be? I don't know. I mean, something brand new. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is now actually being rebranded. Beyond Good and Evil 3, we skipped it, just like Goat Simulator, and here we are. Yep. It's like Spaceballs. Uh, Mel Brooks always said he was going to make a Spaceballs sequel called Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. (laughs) That's definitely a Mel Brooks move. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what's the other one that's in Limbo? Prince of Persia? Yeah, no, Uh, that's that's miles away. They basically went back to Square One. Yeah, they rebooted it again. Yeah. Yeah. The game's already fucking there. How hard is it, people? Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm Rayman. Maybe the maybe Rayman's getting cranked uh, out again. Yes, a new Rayman game. God, give it to me. Rayman Legends is still the best 2D Anything platform. Anything from that engine. We're not, we're not, getting, we're not getting a Sam Fisher back up.